Day 133 of 365, The Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm chapter 60, verse 1 to 4. You have rejected us, O God, and broken our defences. You have been angry with us. Now restore us to your favour. You have shaken our land and split it open. See all the cracks, for the land trembles. You have been very hard on us, making us drink wine that sent us reeling. But you have raised a banner for those who fear you, a rallying point in the face of attack. John, chapter 7, verse 45 to chapter 8. Verse 13. When the temple guards returned without having arrested Jesus, the leading priests and the Pharisees demanded, Why didn't you bring him in? We've never heard anyone speak like this, the guards responded. Have you been led astray too, the Pharisees mocked. Is there a single one of us rulers or Pharisees who believes in him? This foolish crowd follows him, but they are ignorant of the law. God's curse is on them. Then Nicodemus, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing, he asked. They replied, are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. Then the meeting broke up and everyone went home. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone, as he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until the on, till only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Judges, chapter 16, verse 1 to chapter 17, verse 13. One day, Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. Word soon spread that Samson was there, so the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night at the town gates. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, When the light of morning comes, we will kill him. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. Then he got up, took hold of the doors of the town gate, including the two posts, and lifted them up, bar and all. Then he put them on his shoulders and carried them all the way to the top of the hill across from Hebron. 
Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the Valley of Sorek. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. Samson replied, If I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings and she tied Samson up with them. She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string snaps when it is burned by fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Afterward, Delilah said to him, You've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now, please tell me how you can be tied up securely. Samson replied, If I were tied up with brand new ropes that had never been used, I would become as weak as anyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him up with them. The men were hiding in the inner room as before, and again Delilah cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But again Samson snapped the ropes from his arms as if they were thread. Then Delilah said, You've been making fun of me and telling lies. Now tell me, how, do you, how can you be tied up securely? Samson replied, If you were to weave the seven braids of my hair, into the fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle. I would become as weak as anyone else. So, while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into the fabric, and she tightened it with the loom shuttle. Again, she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled back the loom shuttle, and yanked his hair away from the loom and the fabric. Then Delilah pouted, how can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You've made fun of me three times now and I still ha and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved... My strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as anyone else. Delilah realised he had finally told her the truth, so she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap, and then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In this way she began to bring him down, and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realise the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. But before long... His hair began to grow back. So the Philistine rulers held a great festival offering sacrifices and praising their god, Dagon. They said, 
Our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demanded, Bring out Samson so he can amuse us. So he was brought from the prison to amuse them, and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, Place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there, and there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two centre pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, Let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people than when, when he died than during his entire lifetime. Later, his brothers and relatives went down to get his body. They took him back home and buried him between Zora and Eshtaol, where his father, Manoah, was buried. Samson had judged Israel for 20 years. There was a man named Micah who lived in the hill country of Ephraim. One day he said to his mother, I heard you place a curse on the person who stole 1,100 pieces of silver from you. Well... I have the money. I was the one who took it. The Lord bless you for admitting it, his mother replied. He returned the money to her and she said, I now dedicate these silver coins to the Lord. In honour of my son, I will have an image carved and an idol cast. So when he returned the money to his mother, she took 200 silver coins and gave them to a silversmith who made them into an image and an idol. These were placed in Mika's house. Micah set up a shrine for the idol, and he made a sacred ephod and some household gods. Then he installed one of his sons as his personal priest. In those days, Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. One day, a young Levite who had been living in Bethlehem in Judah arrived in that area. He had left Bethlehem in search of another place to live, and as he travelled, he came to the hill country of Ephraim. He happened to stop at Micah's house, as he was travelling through. Where are you from? Mika asked him. He replied, I am a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah, and I am looking for a place to live. Stay here with me, Micah said, and you can be father and priest to me. I will give you ten pieces of silver a year, plus a change of clothes and your food. The Levite agreed to this, and the young man became like one of Mika's sons. So Micah installed the Levite as his personal priest and he lived at Micah's house. Or is it Micah? I know the Lord will bless me now, Micah said, because I have a Levite serving as my priest. Oh. 